Here at Early Excellence, we specialise in early childhood education. We offer expert advice and guidance through training, consultancy and classroom design. With the Early Excellence podcast, we aim to inspire and support you as well as challenge your thinking. So if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. Andy Burt here with episode 86 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this week's episode, we catch up with the inspirational team at Manorwood Primary School in Leeds as we continue to explore their wonderfully creative, child-centred approach within the EYFS. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Victoria uh, and also by Hilary uh, from Manorwood Primary School here in Leeds. Um, we're going to be talking all about all sorts of things to do with the practice, of course, that you have here, the inspirational practice that you have here. Um, this, of course, is part two of uh, a series of, of two <laughs> podcast episodes. Um, I've already talked to Jasmine, haven't I? And I've, I've talked to Lucy as well about the practice. I've talked to, to them. We, we talked all about them. Um, they were describing such amazing things in terms of the environments that you have here, the different rooms, the different mm -hmm. spaces that you have, such such an inspirational discussion we had you know it's, it was absolutely wonderful to be part of that mm. um, and it's brilliant actually to be here in person because I've just had yeah. of course the grand tour yeah. the grand tour of the space <laughs> and I have to say it's amazing you know it absolutely lives up to expectations completely um, and for those people who came along to the open event you know I've seen so many people on social media um, absolutely singing your praises absolutely <laughs> talking about how it has blown you can just tell that it has blown people's minds mm -hmm. and so um what i wanted to do as part of this particular interview is to really go into that depth really of, uh, around the practice mm -hmm. so what underpins the practice how the practice came about all of those different sorts of things if that's all right yeah that's because fine. i i know that so many people will be so so interested yeah is that okay yeah, yeah so would it be all right to start off with a little introduction? So would you be all right to just introduce yourselves, give us a bit of a flavour of kind of your background or kind of where you started in terms of your this journey and that, that brought you to here? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Should we start with you, Hilary? Is that yes, okay? Yeah, that's fine. So I'm um, the foundation stage leader at Manorwood Primary School currently. Um, my journey was always through via teaching. I was a key stage two teacher actually to begin with. Um, and I taught in London for, for five years and then I went to live in Malaysia for four years and worked in an international school and it was there that I um, went into Key Stage 1 um, and when I returned from Malaysia I decided not to be a teacher anymore. <laughs> that didn't work out so um, <laughs> I went back to teaching and um, I sort of fell into the role of foundation stage coordinator in a school that I'd already taught in Key Stage 2 in um, in Tottenham. And I took part in a project there, um, the Effective Early Learning Project, oh, yeah. which is run by CREC, um, and uh, stayed there for to complete that, really, um, and then decided to move back up north to my roots. <laughs> um and opened the nursery at Manorwood Primary School. That was the first job that I had here. Um, there wasn't a nursery at the time. There was it, there was two reception classes. Um, and, and then in 2009, um, I took over the role of foundation stage coordinator and reception and nursery joined together after I visited Reggio yeah. in 2010. Yeah. Um, but I suppose going to Reggio was pretty life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of how how our practice changed after that visit, um, it was it was very fast moving. Yeah. Um, and I brought back certain ideas. I've been twice, and each time has had a different impact. But the first visit was probably the most powerful because um, when I came back, I wanted to bring in certain things that I'd seen. Um, I was very interested in making lunchtime a more pleasant experience for children mainly because I think that um, 
reception children particularly are very anxious about lunch. They often are eating food that they don't know what it is. They've never seen it before. And um, they can worry about it all morning. Um, and it, it's often a very noisy environment that's not conducive to them yeah. kind of enjoying what they're eating or um, having a pleasant time. So I was anxious to make a space that was a bit smaller than the dinner hall in school that would be a more family feel um, and would give them an opportunity to sit together and chat while they were eating um, and that they would experience proper crockery so that yeah. it wasn't just plastic that they were eating off and that it was a respectful way to to offer the children what you know eating in a restaurant's like or eating yeah. together as a, fam a family's yeah. like. Um, and also the the role of the atelier in Reggio is very significant. Mm. Mm. Um, that was quite a battle. <laughs> um, just getting the head teacher to understand what that role looks like um, and identifying a space that we could use as a studio. And then the other thing that I was particularly interested in, just the way that we use the space outdoors and what opportunities the children given out there was another big factor yeah. that I well think more inspired by the sort of Scandinavian yeah yeah. yeah yeah we had we at the time in Leeds there was a lot of work being done on pedagogy mm. and there was a group a large group of us that were involved in visiting lots of different types of setting mm. so we went up to Scotland and visited the kinder mm. gardens there mm. um, and yeah lots of Lots of inspiring places in the UK as well as going to Reggio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of wish hearing that story that I'd been involved in the journey all the way along. Yeah. Um, but I was in a very different career. So um, I started as a, a lawyer. I was a lawyer for 10 years. And um, then my son happened upon, happened to go, well, he didn't happen upon it. <laughs> he happened to start going to nursery in the foundation unit. Yeah. And I just, I really distinctly remember the first time like going in and seeing the space and just being like filled with wonder and awe and sort of all the feelings that we want the children to have, don't we, when they're in the space. I, as a parent, I was experiencing that, you know, um, and through my son and as his journey kind of um, developed and he went through nursery and reception, it was just sort of cemented my view that it was an incredible place. And I thought if I could ever do anything else, I'd want to be there. Yes. Yeah. So very kindly, Hilary gave me the opportunity to start working. <laughs> but it was, yeah, right? because I had no yeah. sort of formal training in that area. Yeah. I've always had yeah. an interest in art and, you know, I studied art at college. I have sort of got an artistic background, yeah. really, despite mm -hmm. then going off to do law. Right. Um, but um, Hilary put a bit of faith in me, really, mm -hmm. and I started as a teaching assistant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I've always I forgot about that. I mm -hmm. forgot about that. And then a couple of years in, yeah. the role of the... Yeah, I tell you so. Wow. Which is a yeah. joy. Yeah. So I got there in the end. You know, I should have really started at the beginning. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 really interesting. I think what stands out for you know from both you know, both of your sort of potted histories, if you like, mm -hmm. is that I think early in your career, something when when you encounter something, yeah. something yeah. can change your direction, yeah, can't absolutely. it? You know. So whether that be you know your your visit um, to different settings yeah. and to Reggio Emilia, yeah. or whether that be you coming here and yeah. your son coming starting here, or whatever it might yeah. be. You know those those moments that yeah. can change your way of thinking yeah. early in your yeah. career. Yeah. Those often chance moments, yeah. I think, are really interesting. Yeah, you know, I can think of people that I met early in my career as a teacher that completely changed my way of thinking yeah. I think God if I hadn't met that person at that moment yeah. I would never have gone off in this direction yeah, with my absolutely. practice yeah. it's really interesting really isn't interesting. it yeah. and we we've probably been able to pursue we we can't we so agree on what um experiences we want the children to have yeah um and because yeah I've got I've got a teaching background so I've done some you know research that's based around child development and, um, you know, theories about education. Yeah. Yeah. And then Victoria's so interested in those things that she's pursued that herself. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of just really agree on what what type of experiences we want the children to have. So it's, it's our, our friendship and relationship has really, you know, allowed the setting to move 
forward yes. quickly and um, successfully. But, well, I'm very happy with the direction it it's yes. taken. Mm. And it's probably our relationship that's moved it yes. in that direction more, more than anybody else's, even though the, the staff are fantastic. Yeah, and um, they also play their part. But I'd say... Having someone, it's quite a lonely job in early years because you're, you're a bit Can separate from, yeah. from the rest of school and you don't really, no one really knows what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it can be very isolating. Yeah, it can think. be very isolating. Yeah. But having somebody there yeah. who, who's got the same kind of ideas and. It does feel fascinating um, yeah. when you approach really. I remember when you yeah. lent me the 100 Languages, the big, yeah. the big, book, yeah. just reading that and it just chimed with so much yeah. of what I felt ought to be the case for mm. children. Yes. You know, so it's when you find that connection, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The kind of ethos. And Absolutely. The way of thinking. That's yeah, really... I think going to Reggio for me was the. Was that was, was there's been lo There's been lots of people that have inspired me along the way that were separate from Reggio, but all of them have shared that interest in the Reggio approach and yeah. once I got a chance to go then um it just it is really life-changing yes have you been I haven't personally been no you need to go no <laughs> no I, I haven't no I would love to yeah it would be absolutely right on my yeah, yeah. No, that would be it's an incredible it's, experience yeah. it really yeah is. but it's fascinating isn't it that when you think about about the people at that time who went mm. to Reggio, you know, yourself and May both yeah. went, and then you both went on this, this journey, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're actually yeah. just a few miles apart from one yeah. another. Yeah. You've got two settings yeah. that actually are both, uh, have both been doing this, this inspire, have had this both inspirational practice yeah. running concurrently. Yeah, it's true. Which is just and incredible, you know, when actually, you know, you don't see settings like that very often. Really, actually, really you know, you're, you're, you're a few miles apart. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But, Obviously, because Mabes retired now and Jasmine's yes. come to us, then yeah. we're we're a bit alone again. You are a bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But strengthened by, the, but but strengthened by, them, by, yeah, by, by what they've brought. Yeah, yeah. And we we used to, we used to. I used to take the whole staff to um, a place in Worthing, which is a very long journey. But um, yes, reflection, reflection with Nursery Martin Pace. Pace ran. Yeah, he's also left there now. Yes, um, but that was another massive inspiration yeah. to us. Yeah. It's an incredible environment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and his he he the way that he talks about education and the mm. early years in particular is just very, very inspiring. Yeah. I think I think in England we tend to not give. Well, it's hard to explain, but it just it, I think talking reflectively and intelligently about how young children learn and about play is is a bit lacking. And I think what we learned from going to Reflections was that we as a group of, of uh, teachers here needed to talk much more intelligently and reflect more on how important it is to to work with that age of children. Yeah. And, you know, the documentation, we changed a lot of the words we used around, um, yeah. around our work because yeah. we felt it needed... A bit more gravity. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I think quite often we, we used to call it paperwork, but we call it <laughs> documentation, yeah. and it it does change yeah, yeah. the feel. No, I think you're right. Yeah. It's even interesting with documentation. I was listening to it the other day about instead of even talk, calling it a documentation as a noun, to be yeah. Yeah. verb, to be yeah, documented, yeah. And that all came from in Reggio, they they said that the adult needs to be a professional marveller. Mm. Yeah. So that is needs to be at the crux of every bit of documentation that you carry out. That yes. Actually, you're there not to find gaps, but yeah. marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a similar kind of journey. I, um, I became interested in sort of very child-initiated child, child initiated or child-led approaches and then, you know, having adults who support yeah. it yeah. And, and really going on that journey and, and didn't get sort of 20 years into that journey, but, you know, you know a, a decent sort of way along that journey. Mm. And what always, there were, there were a few things that struck me as part of it. The, I think part of it was that the adults are key. The environment is, of course, crucial. Yeah. You know, and getting the environment right, yeah. as we've talked about before, is absolutely crucial. But also having the right adults, because actually how how the adults respond and how effectively the adults respond mm -hmm. is key. And yeah. there's a whole huge spectrum yeah. from adults not really engaging yeah. to adults really engaging, but doing it in such a sensitive way that actually they can support and scaffold and move things forward. Yeah. And depending on the adult experiences, 
the adults will also be able to support the child in certain different ways. Mm -hmm. So an adult who's got a broad range of, say, artistic experiences will say, oh, do you know, this reminds me of this, really reminds me of whatever it might be. You know, it might be, this reminds me of marbling paint, yeah. you know, like, which I always used to, you know, as an earliest teacher, I love marbling. Yeah. Marbling's one yeah. of those things it's that it's big, yeah. it feels like yeah. a bit of a dying art. Whenever yeah. I talk to people about marbling paint, people go, what? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> but I just, yeah. I do, it's just yeah. this beautiful, magical yeah. process. It's so simple yeah. and yet so beautiful. Yeah. And I kind of think that actually, the adult, sometimes we downplay the role of the adult yeah. when actually the adult's experiences and breadth of experiences yeah. have such a huge yeah. Im impact yeah. on actually where this goes next. Yeah. And yeah. that's not to say that the adult just says, oh, well, I've seen them doing this, therefore we are doing this next. Yeah. But the adult's experience will bring something cool. to it, Very I valuable, think. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, and can enrich it in a different kind of way, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, um, and then the other thing that I thought about that I think, again fits with what you were saying just now about um, about really valuing that process and, and really sort of lifting it mm -hmm. you know as, as something that yeah. is um, that is is professional and valuable mm -hmm. you know that it's it's there is there's such a lot of thought that goes into yeah. it is that it occurred to me that when we would say document learning and we would we would follow an interest or we would see where it went that actually what we were doing was research mm. oh, yeah. do you see what I mean and, yeah. and that actually there's there tends to be quite a big divide between between research that goes on say around children's learning and that might be sort of a, a university based or academic based thing mm. and then the practice itself mm. is something else Whereas actually, I came to this idea that actually you could have the two kind of run together. Do you see what I mean? And I'm sure that actually, it seems to me that your practice is like that in that when you look around in the, the, the beautiful setting that you have, what's on the walls you could put into a research document yeah. about your yeah, <laughs> about about it's about yeah, it's not, yeah, that we would like to publish some of the documentation that we've done just because people ask about ask us about project work and different aspects of um our practice all the time and and they they need a starting point it's so difficult to explain how to start things off when when you haven't we're much further down the line than that now so it's it, it even remembering what it was like when we first started yeah it's it's challenging but in a book you can the, the wrinkle people that um, yeah. Jasmine and Meb wrote, um, you know, it's such a great um, kind of resource to have when you're trying to start project work because project work is is not what we uh, imagine it to be here. We talk about projects, but really we're talking about topics. Yeah. But projecting in Reggio is not. So it's it means a different. It's a it's different, different word. Yeah. yeah. It means yeah. projection into the future. Yeah. Not a topic of everything you know about a yeah. certain subject. Um, and just getting that in a book would be, um, you know, we really want to do it, but it's just finding the time to, yeah. Yeah. Um, to actually co just collect all that amazing work that the children have done and then and then translate it into something that that would ha be helpful for practitioners yeah. yeah it's hard to find the time but i think we are going to try and prioritize yeah, that out and yeah but so, it's true about the research and action just happening all, all the time everywhere yeah it's, it's a process again in reggio they it's not a static place it's not a static approach mm -hmm. it's very much based around current um child development theory as well as all the all the all the theory that's gone before yeah um and so they they think about themselves as action researchers and yes. that they're constantly looking at different different ideas and different um uh kind of development theory and trying to put that into action and then um reflecting together there's a lot of schools so there's a lot of there's a pedagogy in it that works across schools and and they're constantly reflecting on what that means for children of the future and how we need to use that action research to inform our practice. So so I think an element, I, I actually wanted to do that when we got back and it didn't quite work as action research per se for us. It's been a more 
organic thing that we are definitely action researchers but um it doesn't quite work like that yeah um uh, we've discussed things in our staff meetings um but it's not it's not quite the same as having a pedagogy stream no no sure (laughs) bring stuff together no no definitely um which i think actually brings us on quite nicely to um, to talking about the sort of partly the project work, but also some of the really key things that are there as part of your practice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when you've just very kindly given me a tour of your environment, mm-hmm. and one of the things that is absolutely right there, central to it physically, but also I think centrally in terms of in terms of the practice to a point is that that process of the children really feeling that they belong within the space and that they're looked after and that they have that strong relationship and that they are feeling secure Mm -hmm. and so on. And lunch times is an area of the space Mm -hmm. that really, I think, encapsulates that. You know, that actually when you walk into that space, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. As a space to sit and eat, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And... I wondered whether you could kind of talk us through the process of, of you know, how did that come about mm-hmm. and what the ethos is around that, but also on a day-to-day basis, what does that look like? You know, what is that like, you know, being within that space and what is maybe, you know, all of those sorts of things. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, again, the the work that we had on the building coincided with going to Reggio and creating that, that space. Yeah. Um, and although we've... There's been lots of times when we've wanted to fill it up with other things yeah. because space is in, an incredible thing to have, um, and that we're always we always need more yes. more space. Um, I've been very reluctant to ever give it up, yeah, as and make it into anything else because yeah, um, I, I think that in my experience, children are children's anxiety around um, lunch times means that it's a really important thing that they need to feel all those things, that they need to feel confident and and comfortable and respected. Um, respected. Yeah. And, and that, you know, they're not we don't we want them to try food, but we don't it's a it's a happy place. Yeah. Not a place to yeah. be scared of. Absolutely. Um, um can you describe and, the space? Yeah. Would that be all right? Yeah. Just just describe you know, as we walk obviously I've had the yeah. pleasure of walking into the space this morning, but yeah. some many people won't have, have won't be able to picture it. No. And okay. you know, when I say actually it's a beautiful space, yeah. can you describe it? Yeah. Because it really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a space that was created by knocking down two cupboards. <laughs> See already, uh, it sounds beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and it's not quite big enough for for um, all the reception children. So it 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 only really takes comfortably um, three quarters of the reception children. Okay, um, it contains lots of uh, dining tables that are adult size. Yeah, that we picked up from charity shops. And they're they're uh, circular tables, aren't they? Some of them are circular, some of them are rectangular, okay, just yeah. to fit as many children as we can comfortably within yeah, the space. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a, a piecing together. Yeah. Um, and then we've got various things on the wall that um, that are documented about their experience in the space or their experience with food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the idea of the of the space is to. Uh, adds to that feeling of homeliness and that um, we're all gathered around to to eat together and have a joint shared experience yes um but it we it is school dinners still yeah but we kind of we uh, adapt school dinners to make it a, a more shared experience so we're vegetarian we don't which means that everyone can eat together. We obviously have children that are allergic to things, but, but yeah. we don't separate the children out by what they can eat. Uh-huh. Um, they're in they're in groups of friendship groups, so they sit with their friends to eat. Um, and the tables are beautiful. The tables are dressed like a restaurant, so they That's have white tablecloths, which lots of people would prefer were not white, but because <laughs> it takes a lot to get some sure. spaghetti sauce off those. Tables. Yes. Um, and then real, real crockery, real glass, uh, real um, cutlery, and fresh flowers, and fresh flowers in the middle yeah. of the table, um, and it's it's a it's a busy space but calm. Yeah. Um, but we don't 
discourage the children from chatting because meals are when people get together to talk. So sometimes yes. it gets a bit loud and we try to reduce the noise because children feel worried about um, noisy spaces. But yeah. It's a calm but chatty. I was going to say it feels like a calm space. Yeah, lighting's low as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lighting sort of soft. The lighting is low throughout the yeah throughout the unit. It feels it does feel very respectful, and and also it feels like not just a sort of production line. You know how sometimes meal, and I understand that actually, you know, if you're feeding you know, 200 children in a school, yeah, that actually, difficult. and you've got 45 minutes to an hour to feed everybody, mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a, yeah. a case of it being grab a tray. Yeah. The tray's going to have all of the indentations. Everything. So this is, yeah. you know, like, a, you know, one of those, yeah. one of those molded trays and yeah. then you get everything scooped on and then you're yeah. out the other side. Yeah. I kind of get, I get that to a point, mm-hmm. but what you've created here is something completely different to that. Yeah. You've created something that's so respectful and so calm yeah, and beautiful. Yeah, when we give the children yeah. their food, you know, we try and we slow it down. slowly and yeah. serve themselves in the middle of the table yeah. and so they could help themselves to what they, what they want. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit horrified by school dinners in, school, in halls. Yeah. And um, a, a pivotal point was I watched a child um, eating their lunch in a woolly hat and scarf, which was dangling in oh. in their in their tray, so it had custard and various all the things all over it. And I thought, no, no. that's not what it should be like. You know, they shouldn't be dressed to uh, go straight outside. Yeah, because um, that's not how you enjoy yeah. your lunch. Yeah, it's um, so we 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 do. It is incredibly challenging to to. Make sure that is to maintain that standard. Maybe. Yeah, done every day like that. But yeah. uh, but it's one of the most important things that we do. I think. Yeah, it has a huge impact on the children and the parents. The parents just think it's amazing, and every practitioner that comes to look is just amazed by the. I can imagine. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you've got you've got the the tables, you've got the white tablecloths. Every child has a place. They have a place name, I yeah, think, is what I noticed name, yeah. before. Yeah. So a beautiful place name, almost as if literally, and it yes. sounds very dramatic, <laughs> but it almost as if you're going to a wedding. wedding. Yeah. Is, is yeah, basically how, how you know, what it looks like. Yeah. So you're talking white tablecloth, place names, yeah. um, a flower in the middle of the table, yeah. and this calm lighting. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't want to eat <laughs> in a space like that? You know, it, it is gorgeous. Yeah. And I think... It kind of sets the tone a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, when I said earlier on that it's kind of, it feels like it's central. Mm. It's not necessarily central to the whole practice. You know, you do yeah. so many other things, don't you? Mm-hmm. That it's not necessarily central to the practice. But it, what it does, I think, is it gives you a key indicator yeah. of the level of respect for the children mm-hmm. when something as simple as meal times mm-hmm. is thought about in this amount of depth. You can then see that actually, if, if this is a staff that think this much about a child's experience at meal time, yeah. you know, just imagine what everything else must yeah, be like. And so I think yeah. it's kind. It does yeah, sit centrally in terms of physically, in terms of the building, yeah. but it also, I think, kind of sits centrally in terms of the practice yeah. as well. Because you and that's a very good observation, yeah. Because you couldn't go from all of this at the other child centered practice and these great relationships that you have mm. to then send them off into a very yeah. noisy hall and grab a molded tra- a tray yeah. and then kind of queue up with everybody else. I don't yeah. think it would fit. No. You've got the lunch times that fit with, mm. with the practice, yeah. I think, really I think well. So. Yeah. I think it's very important to me, so I drive it forward. I've got the because I'm not part of the ratios. Then you know all these things are hard to do when you're also teaching yes. every day a group of children. So we're we're staffed well in that respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is time for me to be able to drive to that forward. That. Yeah. So the children set the tables in the afternoons yeah. with their key workers, but it's all ready for them, yeah. and I make sure that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kept up with, because it's, I, I do feel that you're right, it is the central part of our practice yeah. and that um, that it has such an impact on families and, you know, the children go home and tell their parents how to set the table. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and also, I think they, we get really good feedback about how they behave in restaurants. I bet, yeah. Because they've had that experience at school and, um, yeah, so... 
yeah. think that's a very good observation. It is quite central to our yeah. practice. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then the other, I mean, obviously, when you walk around the spaces that you have, Everywhere you look, there are these beautiful corners and pockets and spaces that are just, you know, so, so, so carefully thought through in terms of the materials, the resources, the, the, the lighting, the space that the children have got, these den-like spaces, these cosy spaces, the spaces where you've got projections going on or the spaces where you've got music or all kinds of different kinds of different opportunities for, for, for stimulation in all kinds of different ways. And then you come into um, one space, which is your atelier space. Mm -hmm. And I, wonder, I wondered if we could talk about that space particularly. In the, <laughs> I, think, I think it's what struck me particularly was the way that you are, again, in a similar way, respecting the children. Yes. Yeah. In that it's a very open space, yeah. a space to explore and a space to to see what the children's ideas are and then work from there. Mm -hmm. um, but also a space that seems to me not limiting. No, that's, does, does that really, make sense? I mean, I'm delighted that you, that's how you felt about it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I'd want the children to feel, yeah. that they can enter the space with their big ideas mm -hmm. and their creativity kind of switched on and their curiosity. And then they've got the space and the time and the resources and the support they need to fulfill their ideas. So I'm delighted about that to you, yeah. I think um, it's a really special space, isn't it? Yeah. When we talked about it before, we were saying it's almost like a laboratory, kind of a laboratory of creativity, I would probably describe yes. it as. It's like a, a place where research is really going on all the time. And um, but, um, I give a lot of thought to what the children are offered there yeah. um, so that they can really um, explore their own fascinations mm -hmm. and passions and that I can then input with them what they might need to yeah. sort of make their learning and their thought processes visible to other people mm -hmm. so um yeah i think a lot about the materials and the media that are there we try and have a really sort of wide range don't we of yeah. um, materials and artistic media available to them so that they know that if they need to use clay to represent an idea in a a 3D form, they know it's there for them, that I'll help them yeah. get that set up. And, and that you, you kind of weave in all the skills that they need to be able to use those materials yeah, effectively. sort of naturally. Yeah, it's you know, quite hard. About 100 yeah. languages of a child, and yeah. they're not just speaking and writing, yeah. are they? They're Absolutely. expressing themselves in everything they're doing, their movements and their painting. And, and they haven't always experienced those things yes. when they're, they're trying to try. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, which is where you come in with your background in terms yeah. of, say, art as, yeah. and your qualifications in terms of art and yeah. your experiences in terms of art, yeah. where you have those skills to be able to say, well, actually, you know, we mm -hmm. could use this. This is, if you want to build this or create this, we, yeah. there, are, there are different options. We yeah, could, right, yeah. you know, we could use this, or we could use this, or we could use this, and you have, you know, what sorts of things That's you could. But also try and make it challenging for them. So yeah. I'm not giving them the answers. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say I would definitely try and provoke a thought in them that yeah. would help them to really think critically about what would work and wouldn't work. So I try not to make it too obvious. I'm definitely not spoon feeding. Them. No, sure. It's more, but but. But you remove a lot of barriers. Yeah, do you try to remove yeah. barriers? Yeah, we've talked about yeah. that. Our own experience yeah. at school. Yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah, I mean that that story, the yeah, story of, of, of that experience of school. I must have been, I think I must have been about six or seven, and and you know that like standard school activity, doing making a fairy garden or creating oh, yes. a garden yeah, yeah. on a tray. And yes. I was so excited about. It. I had this idea that I wanted to build a constructed bin, a welcome bin, because you know we didn't have really bins then. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. And I, I was so desperate to construct this bin, and I knew it looked beautiful, the shiny object, you know, in the mud, and it was like my garden was, you know. <laughs> And there was nobody to help me. They were just sort of really belittle that idea. You know, yeah. Why would you want a bin? You know, yeah. add flowers. And I want flowers in a bin. Sometimes when I'm with the children, I think I want to help them realise their creative ideas. Yes. And with my experience and experience of working with children previously in the Italian things they might need. And you now I feel like that's my duty really to help them. Yeah. Um, yeah, help them express themselves. Yes. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that struck me, I, I mentioned it, it to you as we as we went round, is that the way that you have displayed all of the different materials that the children have created and explored. Yeah. Um, to me, there is no limit to it. In in that, you're not restricted by a particular size display board no. you're not looking at it and going oh working that out you know that's that size that by that yeah. and and so if we're going to do paintings we've got to get 
if we're going to get everybody's work up there, we've got to get, we, it's going to have to be on A4. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to do it on A4. You know, you're not thinking there, oh, correct. Well, if it, if it works on A4, will it, you know, you, your first question isn't, will it work on A4? No, if, if it won't work on A4, we're not doing it kind of yeah. thing. You're looking at it from a point of view of, right, we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. And let's see what it will look like Absolutely. and see where we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there were things like, um, so just describing for people who are listening, things, you know, that sort of great big long rolls of paper where yeah. you've where where children have printed onto yeah. it and then that's your display. Yes. You know, from, from floor, yeah, they, they you've got this hanging down. Yeah. Or you know, or um beautiful 3D structures, yeah. you know, like sort of paper lampshades painted or yeah. or, or, or created in different ways. Yeah. So it is very much more like a, a studio or a laboratory yeah. rather than something that is, we're already restricting it before we've even got started. Yeah, and often but, when I'm thinking about how to just, I think, how would the child feel walking in and seeing it? And, you know, for yeah. them, if they walk in and see that you've bothered to really think about how to hang it, you know, I need to put a stick here to make it hang yeah. straight. And, they just know they're yeah. so valued and they so bring their friends to they bring their friends things to things yeah. I was just thinking that just made me remember that um, one of our one of our early inspirations was Paddy Beals in uh, oh, yeah. Excellence. Yeah. We used to attend everything that she yeah. she's retired now, but yeah. um, and we also used to go and visit Wingate, which was her nursery. Yes. And the very first time I went there, it no. no, I was thinking. I was just thinking that she said that they were can can do people. Oh yeah, and and it was mind blowing. That yeah. was because yeah. education is so filled with can't do, can't do, can't do, can't yeah. do that because you have to yeah. fill in a form. Can't yeah. go there because it's you know yeah. It's it's there's a lot of what about barriers, what about yes, questions? What about yeah. this or what about yeah. that or you know? And after yeah. after, after visiting there, we we tried to become can can do people. Yeah. And so again, it was it was like right, we're doing it. How are we going to make it happen? Not why can why should we not do it? Yeah. Because there's always a million reasons why you can't go outside or you can't go on a visit somewhere. Mm. Uh, uh, the places that we take our children <clears throat> around project work are, are, are bizarre, really. They're, they're, but yeah. we have to make it happen somehow because it's really important yeah. for the direction yeah. and for the project that yeah. they get to visit those space, those places. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's always, it's always, it really kind of chimed with me, the can-do thing. Yeah. And I... We try to be. We try to. We sometimes it's very challenging. Like yeah, COVID, sure. so challenging yeah. to be can-do people during that. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah um, and what we what you were saying about the staff. That that's one of the things we don't. I don't choose people who are can't do people and need people who will make things happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that is crucial, isn't it? But you want the sort of people who aren't seeing the limits mm. they're seeing the, yeah, the, the open possibilities yeah. don't yeah. you you want you want somebody yeah. who says oh that's interesting yeah you're right you know in whatever it is the child says yeah do you know that is interesting yeah. you know to see an interest in whatever it might be yeah. and see how far it can go yeah. um and i think we're children on that journey yeah satisfying, so, isn't it yeah. we're saying how it's like um you know if you think about um, the expression of being child-led and how Really, in some ways, I have to think I'm working with the children. I'm not being led by them, but I'm walking with them. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a side by side mm -hmm. yeah. collaboration, really, rather mm -hmm. than yes. I'm tottering behind them, trying to give them everything they need. Yes, know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think in that respect, artists, artists, and scientists are quite similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that you, they will see a number of possibilities yeah. from one yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, or questions, or curiosity, or whatever it might be. You know, so an artist will will talk about paper as being such a really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And children will. And 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 I think it's that mindset of yeah. of, of of not just going, oh well, I've just got a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. And you know, some people will just go, I've just got a piece of paper. That's yeah. all it is. And then an art, an artist or somebody who's got that that really open-minded thinking will say, well, it could be. Yeah. Imagine if we scrunch it up really tiny, yeah, or imagine if we yeah. and imagine it, if we fold it, yeah. or if we if we wet it and make it in, in and shred it, or you know there are so many things you can do. Yeah, you literally you could. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things that you can do with one sheet of paper. Yeah. 
And some people will see it as one sheet of paper, that's it. Yeah. And somebody will go, yeah, but it's amazing yeah. because this could be. It's true, and that's actually true of every material that we try to use. Yeah. Our resources yeah. like that. Yeah. Affordability, play affordability, and that it's much better to have something that can be used in lots of different ways than something that that is designed for one use. Mm. So everything that we give the children to play with, even though lots of it don't particularly look like toys, yeah, yeah. is we've thought about right. Okay, so what what are the possibilities of this, mm. of this um, within our setting? Yeah. And um, the the place is filled with with uh, objects and and interesting kind of designs of, of things that are not really necessarily what you'd get out of the catalogue or yeah. um, it's it, things that we collect and collect things tracked them all over the place. Yeah. Really, to yeah. And Victoria spends a lot of time on scavenging around for yeah. different things that she I've just actually found this incredible like, magnifier. It's just from like the 80s. It's this huge thing. I'm going to pick it up oh, tonight. Yeah. I just don't want to talk with the children. It no. looked like almost like an old school computer screen with a... Oh, wow. But I mean, that's yeah. going to be so fascinating to put objects on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's all free yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I loved as well is your piano. You took a piano <laughs> right in the it's middle so of the centre. <laughs> I bet. It started off as pink. And we, again, we were inspired by a visit to Wingate Paint the piano. Yeah, yeah. Because um, 70s pianos are really ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but they're the ones that are going cheap. So They are. Yeah. That's the thing. You can get when hold of them quite yeah. easily yeah. then, can't you? It's gone through a range of rainbow colours, hasn't it? Yeah. Piano, but yeah. We've actually got a, we've got a member staff who can play the piano and he thinks it's absolutely dreadful. Because no, it's not tuned properly. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's something that the children love to yeah. mm. have a tinkle on. Yeah, I mean, that is the other thing that I have to say is that in terms of those adults, going back to the adults, is mm -hmm. the um, what struck me from, from when you showed me around is that in each of the different spaces, you've got an adult who I think was was following the, were following the children's interests, but also were doing things in their particular space that they were skilled in. Passionate mm. about. And passionate yeah. about, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, I've forgotten the gentleman's name. The, the Christian, yeah. Christian, yeah. who is a musician. Yeah. And you go into that space and he's absolutely bringing it to life. Yeah. Yeah. You say, oh, I'm completely, you know, and the children get the chance to work with an expert. Absolutely. Yeah. You see what I mean? And that, you know, so you, and we can't, we aren't all experts in everything. In everything. No, are we? But what you're doing is you're really playing to your strengths. Mm. So you're not saying to Christian, get out there and do a PE lesson. <laughs> you know, you're actually, so, you know, you're saying to him, you might be brilliant at that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, you, so, but what you're saying is, is that, you you know, this is your passion, mm -hmm. this is your strength, yeah. and let's, Leon, let's see that in the children as yeah. well. Yeah. And that comes across, I think, yeah. so well. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's there doing a festival, isn't he, yeah. today, you know? Yeah. The projects often come out of the adult passions. Yeah. Um, you know, the children are passionate about what they're, favoured adults are passionate about. So, you know, they haven't all, like, always experienced those things. So they need to experience them first by somebody who was really enthusiastic and has got lots of knowledge and yes. experience to offer them. Mm -hmm. And he's got a group of children who chose to do the festival project. So they're from all different groups, but they're all passionate about music. In fact, actually, they're, they're, they're much more behind the scenes um, they've, they've turned into a group who really want, want to. They be performers. Yeah, but they're not performers. They, they, they like backstage. They like the backstage. Really? Yeah, which is, which again was an unusual direction. We weren't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no performers, but lots of behind the scenes. Well, it's a bit like what we were just saying about you know whether you know whether it be a sheet of paper or whatever it might be that you see how far you can go with. Yeah. It. You know when you talk about music and putting on a performance. Yeah. You know, if you think of, once you think about it, there are hundreds and hundreds of different roles of you know from yeah. the from sorting out yeah. the lighting to sorting out the kind of the yeah. whatever it might be the um, posters and billboards yeah. and all and that's what they're to, you know and everything else that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not just the music, is it? No, it's not at all. It's much more the feel of a festival that they yeah. that they want to get across, which we weren't expecting. Obviously, we. Well, that's we, the joy of project work. Yeah, that is the joy. Yeah, know really where you, it's going to go. It's you've got time for it to develop in, in a completely different direction than it might have started. Yes. And whereas with the, our lines of inquiry tend to be, tend to not have as much time. Mm. Um, 
allocated to them. So yeah. they don't necessarily veer off in all those different directions. Yes. And some of the work that's done in projects is just, again, we have had lots of questions about projects over the years and the, they're often like, well, how, you can't do that because that was a year three curriculum or yeah. year five curriculum and, and, and you think, what? Like, you know, if they're interested in creating electricity because they want to light up the city yeah. they've made, then then yeah. you don't wait till they're seven no. to... No, absolutely. You know, I, I get that completely. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think we lose something when we when we give a, a kind yeah. of a glass ceiling yeah. on yeah. learning and we say, oh, no, you, we've got to stop there because yeah. they're doing that in year two. Yeah, so we want to bar them. But if yeah. you're interested in electricity, you're unlikely to lose that interest. Yeah. Well, yeah, just and also I kind of think... when you were five. <laughs> I also think that then that year two teacher yeah. just needs to say, yeah. well, if, if those children yeah. already know certain yeah. things, then start from a higher point and see how much further yeah. you can go. Surely that's a better yeah, thing that's much better. Than, than to think, actually, we've still got to do the same things. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so, and in terms of projects, we've talked a lot about kind of, we've, we've touched on projects at, at kind of at different stages throughout what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I wondered whether you could give us an example of a project, um, just to kind of, because something, the reason, the reason I'm asking is that projects is a, is a word that, or topics or whatever you want to call it, that, that some, that people will, come into at their at, at whatever point they understand mm -hmm. it and what they do. Mm -hmm. So if you say topics to somebody or projects yeah. to somebody, they'll think, oh yes, I know exactly yeah. what you People who help. It's a, it's a it's a seven weeks yeah. thing. It's yeah. a it's yeah. a thing that we planned out and yeah. it's it's got this title and yeah. and that's it. And so so we do web of all yeah, the So they do what we do kind yeah. of thing. And so they'll be hearing yeah. the word topic or project and they'll be thinking actually yeah we've done we've done yeah. that already. Yeah. But I want to give I think a real feel of how how actually you really run with things mm. completely and absolutely become absorbed in it. Mm. And could you give us an could you give us an we example? Have, we have a little sound bite, a sound bite of, of that it's deep and narrow, not broad and shallow. Mm. So the broad and shallow would be the topic, but the deep and narrow is the project. And yeah. the word project in Italian in in Italian is a, is a different yeah. meaning than it does tend to have here. So it, it means a projection into the future. Yeah. So when they're learning about projects, they're projecting what sorts of things they want to learn about in the future and planning it as yeah. part of a group mm. and working together to achieve something that they've thought about as a projection into the future, yeah. rather than just learning everything that there is to know about that subject. Yeah, which would be necessarily pointless, wouldn't it? Yeah, possibly pointless. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and impossible, really. Yeah. yeah, but we did. But Victoria led a project last year that was just incredible. So. Yeah, it was a really exciting project. Probably, yeah, one that will stay with us. I think. I mean, lots yeah. of the projects are really special, and this year the projects yeah. are also really special. But last year was um, incredible, really. So it started off though. We offered the children. Um, to join a project about rights because we wanted to discuss rights, children's rights with them. And um, at the beginning of the meetings, it was tricky because it's such a big concept, isn't it? Yeah. For, a, for a four or five year old to really think about rights. And so it went down all sorts of different routes as projects do. And they spent quite a lot of time looking at mapping and because we talked about how every child in the world has the same rights, every single child, and that blew their minds really. Yeah. Every single child has the same right to play and the right to food. Yeah. And so we did quite a lot of that. And then um, and then uh, the conflict in Ukraine started and the children became really aware of um, refugees because there was a lot of talk, mm. wasn't there? Their parents must have been talking about it. It was everywhere, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, the social conscience, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the project kind of veered towards the rights of refugees. And they just were just... Uh, yeah, actually, we had to be careful not to get emotional because it was just remembering that moment. Mm. Their kind of sensitivity of a child and the, the openness that they mm. just couldn't believe that anybody would be in that situation mm. and that their instinct was just to help and to think, what could I do to make the situation better? Mm. Like, what can we do? They were just desperate yeah. looking at each other, you yeah. know? And by that point, they're a strong project team because mm. we've been meeting weekly mm. and they care about each other and they're collaborative. And so they're all looking at each other like, what can we do, you know? Mm. So we all had to think about what we could offer next. And then we ended up um, deciding to talk to them about, well, the time there was up and the puppet Amal. Do you yes, that? I you do. Yeah. Do yeah. From Syria, I think it's Syria. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so we showed some videos of that and they became fascinated by the way that they had 
um, potential to do something that people would see and then yeah. have an impact. So then we talked about protesting and how, um, you know, they they could have a protest. They could make signs. So they all started making signs. Initially, they said love, and we were like, that's great. But <laughs> really, really that was everything. Yeah. So then we looked at they went, potential right. They went to the museum. The, museum, the, the People's the, History Museum in Manchester. In Manchester. Oh, it was yeah. a big trip. Yeah, and the mini. Yeah. Yeah. It was all protest. Sort of, um, protest signs and memory. Signs and memory. Yeah. 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 So that really chimed with them. And, um, yeah, they just... You know, and that's a big thing for a child, isn't it, to think about. It's a big, big stuff. So, you have to kind of support them through it. And yeah. this is the beauty of project work. It's like you said, it's so deep. Yeah. And so and so uncertain the route. So you have to just trust in the child and the children and walk with them, support them, yeah. offer what they need to deepen their understanding. So it just believes that they're gonna to get to the right outcome. Yes. Anyway, so at the end we did have this <laughs> protest in Lisa to send it. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's very Emotional. Very, very yeah. emotional, yeah. And some refugees stopped, which... Well, just they were visiting the city. They actually lived in Manchester. Yeah. And they'd come over to the city and they just happened upon this this spectacle. Yeah. yeah. All still... <laughs> refugees, refugees yeah. walking, in, walking along and they were just blown away and they were so emotional. They were saying, you know, um, yeah, what a feeling to imagine mm. that children are growing up, being raised up with this idea yes. that we're going to be mm. compassionate. Yeah. as we want people to be. And so I, I was going to say as well, Hillary, a lot of the time we think, don't we, in project work, or generally about children, what kind of adults do we want to be yeah. producing? Yeah. You know, what do we yeah. I would we think that they be? might be wheeling you around and <laughs> what, what you need. Well, it's somebody kind. To be <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind to, but we yeah. need to challenge authority a little, don't we? They, yeah. You know, their voice is powerful. Absolutely. And that they're, they're going to be heard and respected. Yeah. You want yeah. them to leave us feeling. And we do, we, yeah. we, I've got a story that I always tell people that, um, you know, we have no idea what a five-year-old now is going to need yeah. in terms yeah. of skills when they enter the workforce. And yeah, I always say, you know, they're either going to program the robots or build the robots. And you want to be programming, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, not building. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but you're a tool would like to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of there are. leaving a hell of a yeah. Problems, aren't we? yeah, yeah. The, the things we, the things children need that are undisputable are not necessarily Victorian kind of um, skills. No, I agree completely. To go into a, a factory, but much more that they can not be phased by anything that yeah. new technology and new everything doesn't yes. phase them. Yeah. And that um they can work together as a team. Yeah. And yeah. recognise the strengths that the team brings to things rather yeah. than trying to do something on your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and the world moves on at such a pace so that's, that actually sometimes education finds it hard to keep up with it. Yeah. You know, I can think back to, you know, when I was teaching the number of years that we tried to teach mouse skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it sounds ridiculous yeah. now when you look back on it and you yeah. think, oh, the number of times, the, the, the importance we put on holding that mouse, yeah. clicking, clicking with one on finger it. on that left-hand button and yeah. all of that. I remember of, laughing because a child put his finger on the screen. And all of that. You know, and you think, oh, that's so, it's completely, completely more or less completely. obsolete no, now. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's just... An, we don't really need to... Right. In ten years, it won't be. Yeah. yeah, in ten years, you won't need to write. You'll just be able to think something, and it will be written down somewhere, won't it? So, yeah, and, and handwriting really doesn't matter. I also think a lot of what we do is very short term. You know, yeah. it's about preparing them. You know, you're talking yeah, about preparing, preparing for lifelong yeah. learning. That's your aim, most yeah. people, yeah, yeah. yeah. most All of the time, we're talking about actually are they year one ready? Yeah, I mean that's so short term. So short, you know, isn't it? <laughs> you know, mm. we actually, I think there is a real danger that we that we go. Through through lots of short steps, as in, mm -hmm. you know, in reception, preparing them for year one, yeah. year one, preparing them for year yeah. two, and all of these small in. steps that yeah. actually the bigger picture isn't there, which is that we are preparing them for being lifelong learners, that they could jump through each hoop and then still not be a lifelong learner yeah. is my concern. And we're also, really. you know, trying to embrace what it feels like to be five. Yeah. Just giving them the opportunity to be five without thinking about being six. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, if if life is just full of what's coming next, then yeah, 
it's a bit again pointless. It is a bit, yeah, yeah. You never know, do you? You know, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that again comes back to what we were saying earlier on. It's about respecting, isn't it? Respecting the stage yeah. that these children are at yeah. completely. Um, I wanted to, to finish off by by talking about one <laughs> sort of central aspect to this, if that's all right, yeah. and and that is. Um, that is time. Mm -hmm. um, when <laughs> oh, it's all brilliant stuff. It is yeah. all fantastic stuff. Um, um, in terms of time, when we went round the your setting, mm -hmm. your fantastic setting, and we walked through the different spaces, it's all beautifully calm. The children are mm -hmm. so calm. They're engaged. The adults are engaged with them, and. It, that, of course, involves all of the things we've already talked about, the environment, the adults. Mm -hmm. But it also, I think, involves time mm -hmm. as a resource. Mm -hmm. um, and that getting the most out of time is key, yeah. it strikes me. Yeah. And I, I wondered whether you could talk a little bit, just to finish off, if that's all right, mm -hmm. yeah. about time and about how, how you use time. Mm -hmm. Is that all right? Yeah. I think it's the most challenging thing that we face, really, yeah. because yeah. working in a school... It's short days and, um, you know, there's lots of holidays which we, we wouldn't want to take away from the children, but, but um, we are limited, yeah. And, there's, and it's filled up with all these things that, that um, are not important to them. So making sure that they've got a big chunk of time to investigate and explore and have those and be able to come back to ideas. Yeah. Um, so our staff work outside one week and then inside the next week um, so that they've got time to, to explore ideas that take a lot longer than just an hour or, yeah. or um, whatever you're left with when you take out all the other things that, that are imposed on children yeah. in schools. Yeah. Um, and we our projects take a year. Mm. Um, some we've look we've thought about making them longer than a year, but that has proved quite mm. tricky. Our children are with us. Most of our children are with us for two years, not one, which also helps. Mm. So we see their progress and their development over a lot longer period than mm. um, than in most mm. uh, schools. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a real challenge. Yeah, we do both. Really we have value the idea of having a really slow pedagogy yeah. to actually implement yeah. that um, everything's such a rush yeah. it can be rush, 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 yeah. rush around uh, you know the children rush to school and yes. rush off to work but then they do you really then, manage to maintain yeah. at least a two hour solid time in the morning before yeah. lunch between the registration and family group mm. time and between lunch yeah, they're just uninterrupted play, uninterrupted play for two hours. Yeah, yeah. And they make choice about where they want to be. They have agency yeah. over the decisions, yeah. don't they? And they mm. can just play without interruption, but with all the support they need. Yes, that's imperative, isn't that? It is. That's where the magic happens. How can you get mm. deep if you have yeah. time? No, absolutely. And, that, and that's again about respect, isn't it? And about valuing that the the quality of what you know they will be able to do, yeah. and to have high expectations, yeah. of course, yeah. but actually to give time for yeah. that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You mentioned just then the that there are sometimes barriers, so some things get in the way of that of being able to do that. Are there some things that you've had to kind of leave out of what you do, or to kind of kind of um, to not do in order to have that time? Um, well, there are things that that probably as a group of adults we've decided are expendable yeah. um, in favour of things that we think are more important for, the, for children of this age. So we don't have PE lessons, we don't go to assemblies, yeah. we don't um, do some of the things that in reception that other reception yeah. classes do. Yeah. Um, we, we've never had any negative feedback about the children being prepared for those things. And I, um, you know, I, I always think you don't starve people to prepare them for a famine. So just because it's going to get worse later on doesn't mean it should be worse now. That's not good prep. Eating up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not good preparation yeah. to, to make it worse at earlier and earlier and earlier. And I've never heard that phrase before. No, it's a good one. <laughs> I say it a lot. <laughs> but it's so true. I think my first early years course I went on the... the person that ran that said that and he, and I thought yeah that really is true you know you don't you education just seems to be 
Right. If it's worse earlier, then it'll they'll be used to it by the yeah. time they get to this age. And it's just such a strange way it's to live life. It's an odd thing, yeah. isn't it? So I think, you know, whatever we the children deal with us, we can never be taken away from them. Then no. yeah. it's a, a kind of firm, great foundation. Found foundation of the rest of their yeah. school career. Yeah. But it's different. But that's okay, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they'll get plenty of time to do PE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they will. But also, assemblies. <laughs> you're, I don't feel through through seeing what what's provided there yeah. that your children are missing, missing out, out on, on physical it. skills through not, not doing PE. No, no. no. They're also yeah. not missing out on on that kind of feeling of community or no, that feeling or all strong. kinds of interesting yeah. things that you know, happen, say, or could happen during an assembly. Yeah. Actually, you know, you've just described, you know, your the other projects that, yeah. that, you've just, that you've just talked about in terms of refugees and mm. in terms of um, well, that real, you know, those, yeah. those that, yeah. um, that empathy yeah. with other human beings. Yeah. You know, what else would you want to cover absolutely. within an assembly other no, than something like that? Yeah. And I think assemblies are more about children sitting still and quietly for yeah. a period of time <laughs> that suits the adult. Oh, yeah. Crossed, yeah. yeah. So they don't practice that so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel that like they're physically ready for that no. until they've been able to, you know, explore, like slope, and, other, yeah, yeah. And take risks. And, yeah, yeah. You know, our, our garden is, 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 has got a lot of risk benefit. Yeah. They they learn to navigate a lot of difficult yes. kind of terrain and um, mm. while they're in the garden and they don't need to all I don't know climb a a, a wooden horse mm. and in a in a queue no no sure to show that they've got yeah, physical yeah. sort of yeah yeah. Abilities to jump off. No, they jump off everything. There are so many different, you know, from the the um, the different um, structures that the children will be building to the you know you've got. Um, You've got so many different ways of climbing and clambering yeah. in your outdoor yeah. space that we've just seen that, you know, you know your children are not missing out, yeah. you know, at all yeah. through all of those I think wonderful experiences. to experience those things. Yeah. And it's a bit like the army PE. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas our outdoor, our physical experiences are much more, they've got a lot more agency over what, yeah. they, yes. want, what they feel is challenging for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, we allow them to climb the trees in the garden and we allow them to swing off rope swings. And, um, yeah. yeah, we try to teach them how to be safe and yeah. and um, then trust them because no child really wants to hurt themselves. So yeah. they do learn a bit by falling. And, um, yeah. you know, we do have accidents like any any place, but um, but certainly their physical skills when they leave us are Yeah, it's a balance, excellent. a balance. Okay? The risk yeah. benefit yeah. always a constant balance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, I tried to make the garden look like my childhood because we were allowed to just go off on our, our own and be looked after by other children rather than adults watching us all the yeah. time. You know, you got sent out at the beginning of the day and told to get home without a, without a phone or a, you know, yeah. you just yeah. got home and if you didn't get home, you got told off and yeah. you know, you were just you you were allowed to do so much more than today's children. Are. And that's pressures on parents are completely different yes. than they used to be, but. Yeah. Um, but they don't have those experiences and, and they're so important to knowing how to behave when you're a teenager, when you really do want to experience things that, yeah. that possibly are going to harm you. Yes. If you've if you've weighed yeah, yeah. up risk-benefit yeah. before and you know what sort of things that... Absolutely. You know, they're they're managing them. risk within a, within a safe environment, aren't they? You know, well, you've yeah. created a safe yeah. environment, but yeah. it's such a big environment yeah. that actually the children will feel like they've got they're such a lot like of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they've got yeah. opportunities to, to feel what it's like when you're at the edge of yeah. when you feel safe or yeah. not. I just heard and that, yeah, that moment. Listen to that conference the other day. So Tim yeah. Gill was talking yeah. about that. And he was talking about, he read some sorry, research about um, that the, the feeling of adrenaline and the slight yeah. anxiety mm -hmm. children get when they're taking a risk. And for them to experience that as they're at this stage is so powerful. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you need to know that. As you're yeah. adult, it's never taken any risks. Mm. You're going to be petrified, aren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. So. Yeah, and that's more and more common now that children don't take risks. Yeah. Whereas in, well, well, certainly when I was a child, it was it was expected that your children would take risks yeah. because they'd be on their own. Yeah. They wouldn't be with you all yeah. the time. You know, they'd yes. be playing with other children and the older ones would. Yeah. Take responsibility. And I've tried to I've tried to create that because our oldest children will never be the oldest again for years. Yeah. They 
but we absolutely heap responsibility on them. Mm -hmm. They're the the youngest children in the school, but in our setting, they do everything, don't they? They put shoes on children and, you know, show them the way to be and show them all the dangers and and the, the exciting like getting down the hill on a bike is so exciting for them, much more exciting than being able to write your name, for instance. Yeah. You know, they 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 spend months practicing yeah. getting up the hill to get down, yeah. you know, to have that sort of experience of coming down the hill really fast. And um we don't, you know, we don't take that away from them, even though it is quite a yeah tricky, yeah, 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 yeah risky yeah. thing to negotiate. Well, but um it's, yeah. it's that trust again, isn't it? It's that trust yeah. and respect. That actually, yeah. you know, you're giving them some some control over some of the things that they're doing within the space, even though it's a managed risk. Yeah, it's managed then as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Believing in the competency, it's like you know, people yeah. just say all the time, "Don't we believe in the competency?" Yeah. Well, but are you really living that you believe yeah. in the competency? You know, yeah. I think we really try and live it. Don't we? Yeah. yeah, believe that they are competent. Yeah. Absolutely, the expectations are really high. Yeah, really, yeah. really high. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just aware of time. We better wrap things up. And, and it has been fabulous to talk to you both. It's fascinating. It's you know, I feel like well, we could it, talk. I feel like we could just talk and talk and talk. We shouldn't really, but it's it's yeah. But it's it is fascinating to talk to you because there's such a lot. I mean, a bit like you said before. You know, once you start to really get into it, there's such a lot of depth that can't be. And you can't be answered in a no. question, can no. it? You know what I mean? You, know, no. you, you can't come along here and ask one question and then and then feel like, oh, yes, that's it. That's yeah. everything. That's right. You know what I mean? You actually, you know, it's actually something that almost needs bottling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I think it's so special. It really yeah. is. Oh, thank you. So it's it's been beautiful and wonderful to, to talk to you, thank to you both, and, and, to, and to get an idea of the, of the practice here. I think it's, it's really special. Oh, so, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks very much. Thank you. So there you go. Thank you so much to both Hilary and Victoria for welcoming us to their inspirational setting. It was really fascinating to hear all about the depth and the quality of the practice and just the the amount of thought that really goes into the quality of what you provide. Really interesting to listen to listen to all about that, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure people out there found that fascinating, too. I certainly did. Um, that's about it for this week. Thank you very much to all of you out there for listening and we will see you next time.